Hey guys, and welcome to where the White Coats Come Off podcast. We are so happy you are here and to connect with you and help you on your journey to getting into PA school, getting through PA school, and having an epic career as a PA. Before we get started on today's episode, we want to drop in and help you with something that you are likely really struggling with getting shadowing hours. We hear all the time how difficult it is to get PA shadowing hours for program prereqs and to make your PA school applications stand out. So we want you to know about our Pacers monthly membership. We have put together not only coaching intensive with us to make a specific part of your app more competitive, but weekly virtual PA shadowing hours with incredible PAs that you can put on your CASPA app so that you are a stronger candidate. We also have guest speakers, important topics to review as a pre-PA like medical terminology and anatomy physiology so that you are ready to rock out your first semester, coaching sessions and templates, and of course, shadowing hours. So get in and start making your applications stronger today. You can find the link in the show notes. Now on to today's episode. So today we're really talking about how to get started if you're interested in the PA profession. So we actually get asked this question all the time. Sometimes it's by freshmen in college, sometimes it's by high school students, sometimes it's by seniors in college who have recently discovered the PA profession or people who are just a little bit later on in their journey. So remember, everybody's journey is different, so it does not matter where you're starting from, but there are some things you can think about. First thing to think about, of course, is what am I gonna major in, right? And again, if you're earlier in your career, you might have more flexibility with this. So there is no one required major for PA school. You can major in anything and get accepted. We've had dance majors, we have had, athletic training majors, we've had engineers, we'd have people who are teachers, we'd have biology, chemistry, neuroscience, psychology, so we've basically seen it all and accepted it all. But if I was starting again as a freshman in college or even a sophomore in college, I would major in a science. So something like health sciences, biology, biochemistry, something along that realm. And the reason for that is because science majors tend to take more upper level science classes. And this really does two things for you. One, it really sets a foundation that you're gonna need to build upon in PA school. And two, it makes things easier. So for example, if you're majoring in something else let's say psychology, well maybe you've taken all your psychology classes, but usually anatomy and physiology is not a prereq for a psychology major, right? So you're gonna have to figure out a time to add those in. Same thing with microbiology, that's not usually required for a psych major. Maybe you're majoring in music, and so only the very basic sciences are required, but a lot of programs want you to take sciences for science majors. So instead of taking biology 101, you're gonna have to take biology 101 for science majors. So again, you can major in anything you want, but if you have a science major, you're more likely to have more upper level classes, which looks amazing to the admissions committee. And then it's a little bit easier to fit these classes in because a lot of them are part of your natural curriculum. So some schools have prereqs, for example, like bio one and two, chemistry one and two, micro is a common prereq, biochemistry and organic chemistry common prereqs. Some schools want genetics, some schools want immunology. So again, there are a lot of different prereqs that if they're already part of your curriculum, then it'll be a lot easier to fit them in. The second thing you need to start thinking about is how you're gonna get your patient care experience. And again, whether you're taking a gap year or whether you were early on in your career, you need patient care experience, right? So you need some hands-on experience with patient care. Whether this is a medical assistant, an EMT, a paramedic, you can really do anything that you want here, but the rule of thumb is the more hands-on, the better, and the more hours, the better. So you need to figure out how you're gonna get these patient care experiences. So some people get a summer job full-time and then work peer during the school year. 
Some people get their EMT license in school and then work as an EMT. It really doesn't matter if you want to stick with the same job or if you want to transition jobs a few times in your career, but you just need to get a good idea about what the healthcare system is like, build some clinical skills, build some knowledge, build some medical terminology, and just understand the healthcare system from both the healthcare provider standpoint and the patient standpoint. So it's really, really important to start thinking about how you're going to get patient care hours. Now, some states, you have to have certification, for example, a certified medical assistant. And some states, you can be an MA and just be trained on the job. Now, it's always going to look better to have a certificate, but if you can get someone to train you on the job as an MA or a scribe or something like that, then of course, you can do that as well. You just need to look into your state laws. Okay, another thing you really need to start thinking about is shadowing. And again, we have some podcast on shadowing. We know how tough it is to get in this pandemic. So if you're having trouble getting shadowing hours right now, go ahead and check out those episodes. But you definitely need some shadowing. Now, it's not wrong to shadow an MD or a DO or an NP. That's not wrong at all. You're still getting exposure to the healthcare experience, but we really want exposure to the PA profession. We want you to shadow PAs so you know exactly what PAs do. So you can ask them questions about PA school and about things that are PA related. Again, a lot of people can give generalizations about how great PAs are, what their knowledge is, but only a PA has actually gone through PA school. So shadowing a PA is going to make your application look amazing and try to shadow in different settings. So not only an outpatient or not only an inpatient or not only in a private clinic in dermatology, etc. You're going to look more well-rounded if you shadow in different specialties. So make sure you start thinking about how am I going to get my shadowing hours? All right, another thing you need to think about if you're on your way to PA and just getting started or have just recently started is who is going to write your letters of recommendation. So again, you really want to make sure that through shadowing and through patient care experience, you've networked and know people in the medical field. It's okay if you're in school or just out of school to get a professor, for example, to attest to your knowledge acumen. It's okay to have a supervisor to attest to your responsibility levels, to your professionalism, to your interpersonal conflict resolution, etc. But you definitely want a medical provider to attest to the fact that you are ready for PA school. So you really want an LOR from a PA because they're the only ones who've actually been through PA school. Nobody else has actually been through PA school except for a PA. So to have them say, yes, you have the skills, the knowledge, the personality, the drive, the passion, whatever it is, that you can succeed in PA school, that is needed to succeed in PA school, this is really powerful. So really start networking and thinking about how you are going to get into PA school. The third thing, again, this is something you might want to think about long-term, is what schools you want to apply to. So this is really hard because PA schools are being added every single year. Sometimes PA schools drop out, although that is rare. But again, it changes. Prereqs change, states change, all kinds of things are changing in the PA academic world. But it's a good idea to have an idea of where you want to go. Do you want to go to a certain state? Do you want to go to a certain school? If so, why? Do you want to go to schools that represent diversity or that are passionate about underserved or rural healthcare? Do you want to go to hybrid schools so you can stay in your own community? Do you want to go to private schools or public schools or do you really even care? Do you want to go to schools where you can do international rotations? Do you want to go to schools where they have an elective opportunity for rotations? Do you want to go to schools that do problem-based learning or those that do more traditional lecture style teaching? So where do you want to go to school? 
And the reason you should at least have some kind of idea about what you want in your program is because there's so many programs and eventually you're gonna have to narrow it down. So it's okay if this is really broad at first, but the closer you get to your PA career, the more you really have to narrow this down. So take a look at things that are really, really important to you and start to figure these things out. So again, if you're starting on your journey to PA or you're new to the PA journey, you need to think about, do I have the right classes? So what major should I be taking? Do I have patient care hours? Do I have any kind of shadowing? Am I starting to network and work on my clinical skills? Am I going to get any certifications? And eventually what type of school, what type of PA school really, really appeals to me? So for those starting out on their journey, I hope this really, really helps. Thank you for listening to this episode of Where the White Coats Come Off, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are so happy you are here and so excited for all that your future holds as a PA. Before you leave, go to the show notes and download your free Map to PA School. There are so many hoops to jump through and things to accomplish to even be able to apply to PA School, and it can be so overwhelming and confusing. So we created a Map to PA School checklist that will tell you exactly what you need to do and when to do it, taking you from freshman year all the way to PA School. And don't worry, if you are already a few years in, you can totally catch up. The link to get your free checklist is in the show notes, so jump on it and get started. The sooner you start, the sooner you begin your dream career. We'll catch you at the next episode.